presented by Allen Electric. Here's T.J. Walker. Hello, everybody, and happy Friday to you. Coming live from Memorial Coliseum Media Room here in Lexington, Kentucky. Was invited to go and watch Kentucky's open basketball practice this afternoon. I won't be able to uh, talk about that. They've got some rules on what what you can and can't talk about based on that practice. I will be able to talk about it eventually, but the practice is actually still going on. I had to excuse myself and leave it. Uh, so I'm not allowed to talk about it right now. Now, maybe by the end of the show I can. Uh, maybe I'll – I hope I don't slip up and accidentally give out some details, Trevor. But that's why I'm in Lexington, and I'm in, again, like I said, Memorial Coliseum's media room all by myself. Uh, it's uh, it's kind of eerie when nobody else is in here. It's pretty dark, too. So uh, anybody could be walking in at any time and realize that a radio show is going on in this dark corner of the room. Uh, it's been a long day. I'm exhausted. It's been a long week. I'm ready for the weekend, as I'm sure you all are as well. Uh, and I showcase that I'm ready for the weekend by making a huge mistake earlier today. And Trevor, you are involved in this. And so last week when we did the tail, when we did the the radio show at the tailgate, uh, Trevor and the station was nice enough to give me a hotspot for that show so I could have internet. And we both procrastinated on giving giving it back to the station, giving it back to Trevor. He didn't call me. I didn't call him. In our defense, we do run different schedules. I'm more of a late-night guy. You're more of a traditional wake-up-and-go-to-bed normal type of guy. So kind of a weird schedule situation for us both, though. And it, so we so we just weren't on the same schedule, like Trevor said. And he gives me a text. He shoots me a text today, and he says, all right, I need to come over and get that. I am already on 64, and <laughs> – uh, probably 30 minutes outside of Louisville and he instantly just take my hands off the wheel and put it on my head. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, how could I forget to give it to him? Cause he actually did text me yesterday saying he was going to swing by Friday and get it. I woke up it's at 1230 today. Still in my backpack. I still had it. I hadn't gotten it to him. I felt terrible about it. So what we decided, and I didn't have enough time to drive back to Louisville. I didn't want to make him drive all the way to Lexington. So me being the quick thinker that I am stopped at a subway right off exit 37 in Shelbyville and uh, gave it to them, gave them a nice little tip to hold on to it, told them that this oh, handsome wait a minute, looking. Wait a, wait a minute, you tipped him? I gave him five bucks to do it. I gave him ten. Did you really? <laughs> yes, he didn't say a No wonder he was so, uh, was like, was like, oh, don't worry about it, no problem. And I was like, no, no, you, you, you good job, man, I appreciate it. No wonder he was rejecting it at first, because I didn't know you tipped him, too. <laughs> oh, no, well, they they made off like bandits on they that. They did. So Good job. I guys. gave it to them, and uh, Trevor didn't have to drive all the way to Lexington to pick it up. So it's been that kind of day, though. And uh, But even when I'm having this kind of day, Trevor, when I'm just exhausted, seems like it's been going on forever, I'm reminded that I didn't have as bad as a day as Rick Patino. And his, <laughs> the bad news just continues for him, and he continues to get ripped by the media. We found that out today when Louisville released a statement saying that the Hall of Fame head coach would not be attending ACC me- media days uh, on the advice of his legal counsel. Man, what a cowardly move, Trevor Kelsey. Oh, come on. Now, no, no, you know what? What I'm a not, cowardly no, move. I, I take that back. I'm not going to get mad at you for having that opinion because I understand your reasoning for having that opinion. But you should also understand why he wouldn't want to do it. And is it a cowardly move? You can say that. But it's, is it also the fact that he knows showing – and, and in the statement, and I don't have it to quote it in front of me, but I did, 
from what I heard it earlier and when I did read it earlier, because it only it only got released, I guess, less than an hour ago from the university, that he uses the reasoning mostly that he didn't want to take away the spotlight from the other coaches. And that's kindly I call a little BS on that. But that's the a fact ton is of BS. it is. But the point is, is he knows that when he gets there, he doesn't want to sit there and have to tell people left and right that he can't answer questions about this. And you know as well as I do. Now, there are going to be some legitimate questions, maybe, a very few and far between, but 90% of the questions he's asked in the time he is at a podium or in front of a mic or whatever it may be, however they set it up, he's going to be asked about the scandal, about Katina, about Andre McGee, about his resignation, and this and that, and he can't answer it, and he's not going to answer it. I mean, he, yes, he could answer it, but he's clearly not going to because it, it's not smart to do it, that whether we want to hear it or not. And he's just going to sit there and keep saying no comment, no comment. And I can understand where he doesn't want to have to go through that. Now, I also understand your point of calling him cowardly, and you're not alone with that from the national perspective as well. But, I mean, at one point, he's going to just get – it's going to be aggravating and annoying, and then he's going to do that, and then everyone, including the national perspective, is going to be, oh, well, why didn't he answer the questions? Why do, you have to, why do we have to waste our time asking him this? Well, at least he now he's giving you a way of not having to waste your time of asking it to him. And I love the first person that would be – when he, and he would be up there, and I could just see Patino doing this. I'm not answering it. If you have a question about the team, I will answer it. And the next question will be from some very smart like reporter that will say, Mr. Uh, Co- well, Coach, how do you think uh, Damian Lee's uh, shooting percentage is going to affect is, be, is going to be affected this season by Katina Powell's allegations? I mean, that would be the first thing that will happen, and he's going to get pissed, and he's going to walk off probably. And that's not going to look any better than rejecting the, the Listen, attempt to go. He's a, he's a You can't spin this as – understanding of Patino or, or, or trying to make this sound like it's the right thing to do. It is absolutely not the right thing to do. And it does come off as incredibly cowardly. And you know, the thing is, is Rick Patino probably, it's probably not necessarily his call. Now, that being said, now, if Rick Patino wants to do at, something. Rick Patino's going to do it though. Well, that, but <laughs> that's, and that's why I say, I'm sure Louisville did tell him maybe it's not in his best interest to go. And, I'm sure George probably said no, and I'm sure his legal counsel probably said it wouldn't be the best thing in his best interest. But you are right. If he wanted to go, he'd go. And that's why I'm still going to probably put the blame on him for deciding ultimately not to attend. Uh, listen, Trevor, he's a 63-year-old man. He can say no comment time after time and be okay. And which is what he, he would have end up that, doing. He should have that. He sh- okay, then let him do that. And well, you then, know, he, should make gonna... very clear, he should make it very clear when he sits down that, okay, he sits down when it's his turn at media day and says, you all listen, I've been advised by the NCAA, by the university and our lawyers that I cannot comment on it. Any questions regarding that? I'm going to politely answer no comment. I'd love to talk about my team. Love to talk about these guys I've got with me. I think they're bringing Deion Lewis or uh, Deion, uh, Damian Lee. Damian Lee, Trey Lewis. Lewis. And now Mango's going in, in the replacement of, uh, of Rick Pitino, which Dane O'Neill, who I, I do always enjoy for the most part reading, uh, did the great hashtag, drew the short straw. Yeah, well, he could say, you know, I can talk about these great players that are going to be with me. I can talk about an exciting season coming up. Uh, you know, we're still, we can talk about, you know, adjusting to ACC play, but I cannot answer any questions about the ongoing investigation. I apologize for that. Uh, so if you ask me that, I'm going to politely say no comment. And guess what? You're right. People would still ask him about it. Well, but if right. he lays down those, if he lays down those ground rules, then he'll just say no comment. And he'll answer the questions about the team that he feels that he can answer. And if they ask him anything more about the allegations, no comment. It's that simple. It, Trevor, I just took care of it for you. And it if is he, absolutely and, 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 that and simple. If it did go down that way, 
you're telling me that I'm. Not, I mean, yourself as well as the national perspective is not going to then call him, uh, burn him, and take the hot takes on him for for basically not answering the questions, even though he showed up. It's almost a no-win situation for Patino, and, and really. And, and, no, it's and, not. But, but no, if see, he goes you, there and says that, then it's not gonna. He's gonna take the same heat that he would take for saying this right now. I, it's not gonna be any additional heat if he goes down there and says no comment. I mean, he'll make it very clear that he can't answer those questions. And maybe there would be some people that would say, you know what, he needs to address it, blah blah blah. But you know, I, I believe him that it's not in his best interest to, to to talk about it. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. So. This is easily the worst thing he could have done, and he is getting ripped, Trevor, on social media. He's getting ripped nationally for this decision, and it's making him look bad. When he says that, and every one of them, including yourself, if you were in his shoes, you wouldn't show up either. Yes, I would. Absolutely, I I would. Absolutely would. Absolutely would. And and Trevor, again, unfortunately, I can't set you up in this situation without getting in trouble. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start wearing. I'm gonna start printing off T-shirts. Don't be a dumb fan, Trevor, and don't deflect and saying every other coach would do this. Roy Williams went to the ACC media days last year when all this stuff was breaking on UNC. So no, not every other that. coach would do this. He needs to. He need. It's terrible. It's a terrible look for him. And when he says that he doesn't want, uh, if he were to resign, that'd be taking the cowardly way out. He's taking the cowardly way out of not showing up at ACC Media Day. And the thing is, you're making these two poor kids. I guess, how old are they? They're they're fifth-year guys, so they're probably 22 or maybe even 23. Yeah, they're, so they're it's, probably your it, age. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's not like that they're just these you know poor little 18-year-olds that just got out of high school. But you're going to make those guys answer questions about it? You're going to take all the attention off yourself while you hide back in Louisville, and you're going to make these 22-year-old kids that have been with the program for three months answer the questions? I'm not going to defend that one. That, that that's I'm, I do feel bad. I'm fortunate for them that they're going to be having to take the brunt of it because regardless whether you might think that no one's going to ask them about it because they may, because their names aren't involved, they're going to be asked about it. And why and, and Mango being sent on top of it, I sure as hell hope that they've sat down with him because while his name wasn't dropped in the book, there's a picture of him in the book. So I mean, you know, he's going to be asked about it. I'm not a hundred percent sure that Matt Yang's going. I think I, if I maybe I was I read it wrong. I thought he was going to be sent as a replacement. Well, it it originally said that he was going that they were sending three guys. Has that been but, changed since? I mean, this was. I'm, but I I think it was a it was somebody released that and it wasn't accurate. I think that those three are the team captains, but they're only sending uh, Damian Lee and and Trey Lewis. I'm pretty sure Mango Matthew is not going. Okay, well then I stand correct. I do apologize. Then if that's changed in the last, you know, forty-five minutes to an hour, then since I last heard that news, then that, I, I wouldn't be shocked. The way the way yeah. the, the way this story has gone, I, I, I mean, to everything breaking every minute doesn't surprise me anything anymore. That's um, no, that was out there earlier that Matthew Yang was going. Okay. I'm pretty sure that that was a uh, it was inaccurate that he is in fact not going. So I I am. Again, Trevor, it seems like I'm just rinsing and repeating every day that I, I, I genuinely do like Patino, but he's making this hard on himself, and he's making this harder on Louisville, and he's putting himself in a negative light, and now you got national guys that are just ripping him for this. It doesn't seem like this is going to end well. And if you if you think you would – and the excuse that he'd be too big of a distraction to the other 14 institutions nah, that would be there is just so much BS. I don't know what to do with that. No, that, that, that I'm not going to defend whatsoever because, let's be honest, if he doesn't show up, whether he's there or not, every coach and uh, every head coach of an ACC team is going to be asked at some point the name, a question involving the name Rick Pitino or sex scandal. I promise Absol- you that. 
Yeah, and whether he would be there or they not, might. it's not going to change that. It's just so – he's making this harder than it has to be. And if you think that you're too big of a distraction – that you shouldn't go to ACC media days, and why aren't you too big of a distraction to coach your team? I mean, he—I he, know he—and he has done a couple of press conferences. He's done some radio shows. I mean, he—he's—he showed up to some other obligations, but uh, apparently, he felt like this one. And Yates wants to remind you that uh, the, it's an unfair comparison because UNC stuff wasn't legal ap- uh, implications like this is involved in terms of using that as an example, which he does have a point, uh, but. I mean, no, he's, he's obviously he not facing any legal ramifications he here unless he, fi- unless he finds find out he, he knew about the about money. It. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but again, that that's still even if you want to say that's not a fair comparison, although I, I think it is very much fair just in terms of answering questions. He can say no comment, Trevor. He's a 63 year old man. He should have enough self-control, but maybe not knowing, you know, Patino's background to be able to say no comment. No, I can't the blog post that. told us that yesterday. He knows to turn the other cheek now at 33. He would have he would have gotten mad. But at 63, he turns the other cheek and doesn't fight that battle. So we know we know that's we know he can say no comment. Listen, I I, I comp- I'm not saying that it's not a, a fair point to to bash him from a national perspective or from your opinion. But I also say I understand why he wouldn't want to do, show up, and I get it. I, I I'm not saying either side is wrong. Is what I'm no. There out. is a wrong side. No, here. I disagree. There is I a disagree. wrong side here, Trevor. Him not showing up is a terrible mistake on his part. Again, I understand everything you're saying from the legal standpoint, what Yates texted in, from the being, you know, taking, being constantly asked that question and, you know, not being asked actual basketball questions. I understand what you're saying. It doesn't matter, though. None of that matters. You show up there and you say no comment like a grown man and show that you don't, it looks like he's hiding. But he hasn't hasn't hidden to this point, so why why would you suddenly say he's hiding now? As I mentioned, he's he's coming because the, he is hiding. He's day, not going to ACC day, media day. The day, day this officially broke on October second, he was at a press conference. He's done he's done some radio interviews. He's obviously put out the blog post, which is not speaking to the media. So you but can still do all those things. Comment. So he, you he can did, control your the, own he story. Did the, he, did the, he did what was important to the, lo- the okay, local Trevor, side. Okay, Trevor, you can. Okay, right, 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 I'm done. I'm done. Okay, you can control your own story. So he can talk when he wants to talk. He can release a blog post. He can go to a luncheon where everybody's going to butt slap him. But he can't go to where you're going to have a bunch of different media members that he can't control, that he can't have spin for him, that will ask him tough questions. And when it's that, he's going to go and hide? Yes. When it's that. (laughs) I mean. Well, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. By the way, I think the luncheon's more butt smokers than butt slappers, but that's a debate for another day. (laughs) No, those would be butt slappers. Okay. Yeah, I think the, I think it's a little fit to maybe 45, 65 percentage maybe. But anyway, uh, the but no, yo, no, he has yes, he can he can pick and choose. I have no problem with him doing that because he's the one that's being accused and he's the one that has something to lose in this. If he if he has a, if he doesn't want to put himself in that situation, then no, I don't. I don't. Comes I'm, off as a baby. I can. I'm not Comes saying. I'm not saying you're wrong in that perspective. I don't agree with it, but I'm not saying you're wrong in it. Because you're. Because I'm what, a yeah, little fan? I am. No, don't don't be a dumb fan. We've got a text in from Clayby116. I'm so tired of UofL fans only defending everything UofL does. I get defending, but only defending is also ignoring the issue and the problem and isn't going to make your university change, heal, or grow. I think that's well said by Clayby116. I will say this, though. To Louisville fans' credit, not you, Trevor. <laughs> I have seen, since Patino decided to not go to ACC Media Days, just based off a, a initial, first off, the Louisville friends that I'm in group messages with and this and that, but also the ones on Twitter. 
and and even some guys that write for Louisville fan blogs and stuff like that, they're disagreeing with this move. They are absolutely 100% disagreeing uh, with his decision to not to not go to ACC media days, and they're saying that it looks bad, it reflects poorly. And I've even seen a few people, not as many, a few people say, I don't know if I want Patino. I, I'm, I'm kind of done with Patino. I'm kind of sick of this stuff with him, and I'm ready to, to move on. I don't blame him. I don't blame him uh, for being upset over him not going to ACC media days. And you're just sending two players to go down there and answer all the questions for you. You know, no, I know that you uh, that you does come off kind of chicken bleep a little bit. I agree, and, uh, and I don't you like know, that. You, you can't you can't just completely skip out on ACC media days. That would look even worse. But yeah. for them to go, have Tom George go. I don't. I mean, you know, he, he can't answer questions about the basketball team specifically. But you, you need an adult there. That's, you know, I, I agree. You should send. You should send. If you're not going it, it, to go, it shouldn't be George. It should be Patino. I'm I, I'm trying it to should think be of Bettino, different scenarios. But at least that you're right. They should at least have a representative of the coaching staff. With the kids and not just send the kids out there. That 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 I agree with. But again, I and I'm not saying I don't. I'm not saying that your opinion and, and for mostly the majority of the opinion that is calling him out for not wanting to be there, being you know yellow and maybe scared, avoiding kind of babyish. You know, I get. That. I understand exactly that. But on the other side, if I'm looking at it from the other perspective, but being Patino, I don't blame him for not wanting to go either. Okay, and I don't see, and I don't see why he going. Go. It's not like he wants to go get his nice there suit and answering no comment and being ridiculed and being and being harassed basically to a degree with the co- with harassed what? because this he's going ni- to constantly be asked the same. This question. isn't 1920s media <laughs> where you've got like flash photography where you got an actual like explosion right in your face and don't hey guy, surprised. why don't you answer this question? Answer the question, buddy. Chops down to dodge. Do you know how many people are going to run to that phone booth and call their editor as soon as he drops something that he shouldn't in that in that press conference? Then don't drop something that you. <laughs> Shouldn't they're gonna? It's gonna be. Sheesh. It's gonna. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a, gonna be a, a, a just a massacre of, of carnage of people running to to the phone booths to call their editor. <laughs> Get it on the press. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a fun visual. But he he would be okay. Kid, be okay. Kids across the country yelling, "He's uh, here, here, see, or whatever they used to yell with the newspapers are gonna get trampled from people trying to read it. It's gonna be a mass. He's saving <sighs> lives, TJ." News, news, folks. Get your news. Get your news. Yeah. Rick Patino accidentally spills the beans. Get it right here. 25 cents. Hey there, sport. Did you hear what old Ricky had to say? We got him. We got him. We need to head to commercial break. We'll be back on, here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. T.J. Walker, presented by Allen Electric. We're back here, 1450 The Sports Buzz. I think I'm getting a little loopy, Trevor, based on that last segment, especially how we ended it. I was watching, I know this is off the topic, and it's office, kind of an office day, and that Creed quote, maybe. I was watching, uh, one of my, I need to get it down on audio and use it for one of our bumpers, but it was the one where, I, I'm sure you've seen it, where, where uh, Dwight finds the joint in the parking lot, and yes. uh, it's he's I've seen all of them. Of course, times. I know you have them memorized. And there was one of the great lines where Creed looks at him and goes, "This is so and so California, Sensamilia." Da 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 da. Dwight looks at him and goes, "No, it's not. It's marijuana." And he yeah. like walks away. 
I don't know he why. Says it's like a, he says it's like Alaskan Northern Lights. Yeah, something like Can- that. He goes, cannabis. Yeah, he goes, no, it's not. It's marijuana. And he walks away. And maybe it was because it was about one in the morning when I saw that last night. But it just had me laughing for like 20 minutes. And just hearing Creed's voice right there made me think of it again. That's a, that's a pretty good one. Creed is one of the most underrated Creed, characters on The Office. Creed is the George Costanza of The Office. He's my favorite character without a doubt. And you don't watch yeah. Seinfeld, which is a, a giant hole in your life that I feel bad for you. But I'm going to uh, watch it someday. Someday? What is it, like on your bucket list? Yeah, <laughs> when I can map out the time. I just I don't know if I'm ready for it yet, you know? Okay, well, you know, don't be a coward. Just put the DVD in and watch it. i got a lot of growing up to do. Yeah. Um, hey, if I'm hey, mature we, enough to watch it, you are. It's Friday. We got the PT picks of the week, and we will do that at the five o'clock hour. Some big news, though. Uh, big Bag Dave's not sure if he's going to be able to call in today. So, Ooh. Trevor, you're you're on the hook, buddy. Oh wow, I haven't even started doing. I don't usually prep for my weekend bets until I get in the right set, state of mind around two a.m. on tonight. But I guess I have to. <laughs> that's that's when I find it best to do pick my bets. I don't, you know, say what you will. It's the same way I did the SAT as well, though. Uh, but I guess I'll have to you know, bring up Bovada and see what I got here. Well, get to get to looking. I, what, what, it, wait a minute. Why, why is Big Bad Dave busting up an ACC media day on us? What's I mean, what's what's the deal? It, he says there's some work stuff. He's not 100% sure if he's going to be able to call in. He said it's looking like it's going to be tough for him to do that. Uh, so he said maybe you have to go to plan B. It also could be the fact that he's at a 9-22 and 22 record which is just horrendous, <laughs> and he's uh, kind of sick of being made fun of on the show. He's taking the cowardly way out. He's following Rick Pitino's lead, like you said. Did I make fun of him too much? Because I have uh, given him kind of a hard time. I don't, maybe we both did. I mean, yeah, but you, you at least know him. I don't even know the guy. I've never even met him, and I'm making fun of him on a pretty regular Friday basis. You are, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Not that uh, I haven't been hated before for things I've said or jokes I've made. So I'm I, need okay to with fi- it. I need to finalize my picks, too. Again, I, w- Big Bag Dave and I are in this competition with some friends that he knows, and it's uh, it's 40 people or so. you got to pick three college football games against the spread, three NFL games, and then they give you a game you have to pick. Sometimes it's college, sometimes it's NFL, and that's called the game of the week. And so I do that on Wednesday because I like to get the lines early. And but I, I do have to check between now and Friday to see how the lines are now and Wednesday to see where the lines moved. So uh, they have a lot of my lines have moved. I, I got Texas as a four point favorite on Wednesday. Now they're up to, I think, seven and a half, which I'm not going to touch it at seven and a half. They're playing Kansas State at home. I think they win that game. Uh, but I felt a lot better about four than I would seven and a half. So I've got to go back and kind of re you know, touch up, repolish some of my picks. Uh, but I'll do that during the commercial break. Uh, Plenty more to talk about on today's show. Some news that is near and dear to me, Trevor, is that uh, according to the Courier-Journal, Louisville City and uh, Louisville City, the, the soccer team that we talk about on this show, and, Never heard the Louisville, of them. and the Louisville Metro Council are talking about where to put that stadium. And it seems that they've agreed on a site, that site being the River Road Country Club there along River Road, uh, right by uh, Frankfurt not Frankfurt Avenue, uh, what's where the water tower is. What's that? Are you talking about Grinstead? No, it's not Grinstead. That's the water company. That's the, never mind. That's the water company. The water tower. What's that? Why can I think of it? And why am I being such an idiot right now? Uh, that we asked me. Zorn. I, I, I Zorn. Think, Zorn. Oh, Zorn. Zorn. Zorn yeah, Zorn. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. And okay, the water. T- that's what I was thinking right there by the, there's an El Nopel and a Ramada Inn and things like that over here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that exit a, well. Yeah. 
there used to be a golf course there, River Road Country Club, and that place. That's not there anymore. Uh, it's it, well, the, the the grass is still there. <laughs> you can't go there and play golf. But, I didn't know um, that. I'd... So it's they're going to they want to put the soccer stadium there. That was one site when I heard when they were looking for sites, they were looking to maybe revitalize Portland, the Portland neighborhood and put a soccer stadium there. I think on sixth street or maybe seventh street where that old 64 on ramp was, they thought about putting it there. And also river road was another place that they liked. Looked like they're going to try to settle on river road. I like it. First off, it's really close to my house. I could get to and yeah, from. I like that I a could, lot better than going downtown. I, I could get to and from the stadium in, Seriously, six minutes, five minutes probably would be more realistic. Uh, and it's kind of spread out. I, 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 there's a lot of room to build there. If this ever turns into something major, uh, there would be plenty of room for expansion. They also want to build their training facility, practice facility, all right there. They'd be able to do all that with how much room there is there. Also, uh, I, it's you know you could also get some more restaurants around there. You could get some bars around there and maybe turn it into – a nice area that people could go, a lot of green space that's kind of wasting away. Big concern, though, Trevor. Anytime there's flooding, that place becomes part of the Ohio River. Yeah, that, anytime that place flooded flooding. really bad last time. Oh, yeah, really, really bad. Uh, I mean, River Road and that, that River Road itself was shut down for a week, and that River Road's supposed to be the high place, so the water drains off the road into uh, the left. There's some green area. Well, it depends which way you're you're going down river road. I'm, I'm talking about if you're going away from downtown to the left, there's some green area and the Ohio river, uh, that obviously floods really bad, but it also floods to the other side whenever it gets so bad and the flooding on the right side. And that's where they want to put the soccer stadium on the right side. Uh, there was water in that for about a month. So that's one obviously major concern. I don't know if there's anything they can do about that. I don't know if there's a simple fix. I don't think there is. That's one major concern is the flooding, but I, I'm glad they're at least moving, taking steps in the right direction to get a stadium built, and uh, there's enough room to grow in that area. So it'll be interesting to see what comes of that. Yeah, I, I agree. The flooding is by far the worst part of that because I do remember the last time it rained real bad out there, or last time we had real bad rains. It was really weird. Between that and the creepiness of seeing how high the water was right by the Yum Center, uh, where the, where you got on the expressway, which was right in front of the expressway entrance, which luckily you didn't avoid the expressway. But yeah, that's got to be the biggest concern is the flooding. But the, the location, aside from that concern, I love it. Because that's, I mean, I could, like you said, I could be there in five minutes. And it's so much easier to me than having to go all the way downtown. Now, it was, I do like, you enjoy downtown with the exception of getting to and from downtown and having to find somewhere to park. It is fun when you're at, you know, if you go to a game at the Yum Center, it's fun to be able to go to a thousand bars right next to the arena and then head into the stadium or head into the arena when you're, when you're ready. Uh, it's fun after the game to be able to have, to be able to pour out into the streets and go to bars that are all right there. And there's always a buzz about downtown. I do like downtown, but if they're not going to be able to do it downtown and they clearly won't, I wish that, you know, between you and me, Trevor, I wish they could just take out Louisville Slugger Field because that's the perfect location and, Turn yeah, into, but Louisville Slugger Field's nice. You can't do that. I mean, Louisville Slugger Field is nice, but they'd also probably build a nice soccer stadium there too. But if you can't go downtown, then I I, I like the River Road spot. I'm glad they're going to do that, and we'll keep you updated with whatever news that they make on that. They weren't uh, supposed to make another announcement on that until the first of the year, January in 2016. But I guess uh, they already kind of are keying in on a location. I guess the next step would be able to 
have companies bid on on the on the design and the construction and all that fun stuff. So again, we'll keep you updated. Some other Louisville news are related to Louisville. Uh, Trevor, we're, we're sadly going to have to talk about the view again, but Andre McGee resigns from UMKC, Missouri, Kansas City. Uh, he said that he is going to, uh, they need a full-time assistant. He won't be able to do that. He provide his, uh, his full-time attention to the basketball team with these false allegations against me. False allegations, is, uh, but he's going to resign from the basketball team regardless. Hmm. This is the, the most recent comment we've gotten from Andre McGee. We haven't heard a lot from him, uh, certainly as of late. The last thing we heard is that he said the allegations weren't true, and then he goes silent for a few weeks. This is the next thing we hear, is that the false allegations. Are you going to put any stock into that, or is that just a comment you're going to let roll off your shoulders? <laughs> I'm not going to let it completely roll off my shoulders, maybe. But, uh, I mean, maybe if you want to dissect that, for what it is, you could say, well, maybe he's saying false allegations. Doesn't I mean everything she said is false, but it, apparently there's enough of it to garner the the re, the, are the the description of it as false allegations. Like he can't obviously deny that he knew her. That's obvious. Can't, can't deny that. And yeah. Between those that have been linked back to his phone, and that's been proven. Uh, the text message said, "We need the full show." You know, I, I guess you can't necessarily prove. I guess he could claim innocence and say, I didn't mean the full show, the strip show. I thought that they were, you know, I don't know. He's obviously guilty, but I, I thought it was interesting that he said false allegations. Anyways, uh, so you watched The View today. I did, too. I think we both regret that decision. Uh, do I, I regret watching? The, I'm sorry. I was, doing, I was talking, doing something else uh, uh, while I was listening to you. No, do I regret watching it? Yes. And and. Do I regret watching it because I didn't learn nothing from the interview? No, I wouldn't say that. I mean, she it's, it's its almost like it's cookie cutter to what she's doing. I was kind of surprised she brought the daughters with her on the interview. Uh, but the, it, watching them interview her was utterly pointless. It was. It was like wasting Tim. And listen, there's a lot of things I've wasted was, on my I life. I knew it was going to be like that. I knew but, it was I mean, you might like as well that. have had me interview Vladimir Putin or something. I mean, that was about the equivalent of them interviewing her. In this general, in, I actually in, would in, like to see <laughs> interview Vladimir Putin. I mean, that you might as he was basically the same. So I spent more of the interview trying to figure out what the hell happened to Raven Samore or Simone or whatever her name is than trying to figure out what the hell Katina Powell was saying. I mean, really, what happened to poor Raven? I mean, when didn't she used to be like cute and normal? As we seem to have lost TJ. TJ, you back with me? I can hear you. Can okay, you hear I lost you there for a second. Your response to my uh, disgust of the uh, the evolution of Re uh, Raven. I said that's so Raven. Oh, okay. that's, that's the TV. That's, <laughs> that's the uh, that was the TV show. I mean, what well, I mean that Raven that was what that was that, that was distracting. I mean, I'm trying to pay attention to what this. I, I don't want to call her the uh, the escort queen. I like to call her more of the uh, the project pimp. But I mean, what I mean, that was more distracting to what I'm trying to listen to what she's saying, which was very uninformative to begin with, really. But and I'm distracted by this giant gold like outfit that <laughs> Raven. I mean, she looks like an extra in some like Blade Runner remake that's going to be coming out. I mean, I mean, I didn't know she was going to do finish this interview and then go work on the movie Tron too. 
I mean, I, what, what the hell was that? It was distracting. And the whole hair, I mean, what the hell? It was distracting. They didn't know what they were talking. They didn't know what to ask. They didn't know yeah, they had really no clue. what they were dealing with. They asked the same question in different forms multiple times. And they were no, uncomfortable. Nothing, nothing, yeah, they were uncomfortable. The Basically, Katina Powell didn't say anything we haven't heard her say before. Uh, the only interesting thing was when they t- asked and, and spoke to Larry Wilder, her attorney, yeah. And Larry Wider kind of ran down some of the laws in Kentucky and what would work and what wouldn't work. Uh, and basically said that, I, I don't know his exact wording or his phrasing, but basically saying, you know, pimping out prostitutes is a felony. And uh, if they want to get Katina in trouble for doing that, then we're going to expect them to turn the tables on Andre McGee, and we're going, you know, we'd expect him to get in trouble as well. And does it mean or did that come? That off? was the only interesting. That it, was the only interesting thing I took from that entire interview. And and it was because that came to me. That was almost like him saying, "We're not afraid of them coming at her because if they do, they're going to, have to come after a U of L basketball coach, and God forbid they would never do that legally." I mean, that almost was what it felt like he was daring to say. I I, I could see. I, I didn't take it that way, but I could see. I could see that. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, it would be, you know, you do wonder if Louisville would want to do that. If, if Louisville would want to have to have Andre McGee, you know, swear upon a Bible to tell the truth and hear everything he's got to say. Now, I guess if you're confident that he doesn't have anything damning to say against you, then you're going to be okay. Uh, but that would be awfully risky in my opinion. Uh, I didn't take it that way, but that's a good point, Trevor. I think you might be onto something there. That's another thing about this whole Rick Pitino. I'm still not over the Rick Pitino ACC stuff, but you are basically calling out Andre McGee saying he needs to talk, he needs to talk, and then when it's your turn to go down to the ACC, you're going to not talk? Let's not get me worked up again, Trevor. Well, now, I mean, now, now, to, with McGee taking the, the – the, 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 with him resigning from UMKC today, while that's not very impactful news, because, I mean, come on, that's, the, more, the most impactful thing about that really is the fact why it happened two weeks – it hadn't happened two weeks ago – and why he was on leave yeah. absence. But one thing that did stick out to me about that was, and, and you, we can take a break and rehash on it on the other side, but is that now if he's no longer employed by UMKC, then he's no longer obligated to have to talk to the NCAA. Well, he probably wasn't going to talk to the NCAA. Well, if, as an employee of UMKC, he would have been have to. They, they can force him to talk. If he's an employee they, of it, if he's a full – Okay. You, you're, you're right about that, but we all he wasn't going to stay with UMKC. Well, we all I knew know. This was coming. I, I'm, I'm aware of that, coming. but I mean, and he's that, not going to talk. He's not going to talk to the NCAA, but that's that's not you know that's not going to hurt. That's not going to help Louisville's chances. What the, the NCAA doesn't, doesn't have to? Yeah, the NCAA is not going to have to talk to Andre McGee. Yeah, I, mean, I find it weird can. the NCAA hasn't talked to Terry Rozier, according to him as well, which I find kind of odd. Yeah, I, I have thought that it's been pretty strange who the NCAA has and hasn't talked to. They haven't talked to Katina Powell yet, which is strange. <laughs> yeah. Well, according to her, now they did. Which is another reason why why I say I don't – I'm not saying she's a lying in anything she's done because I, I think she does have lies in the story, but the base of it is true to a degree, and the, unfortunately the base of it is the most damning part of it. But, I mean, for someone who claims she's doing it for money, why would you contact the NCAA first? That's just pointless. That's the, that tells that more more likely tells me, which doesn't change the doesn't change the impact of things, but that tells me that your your modem your motive while maybe money was more the fact that you were upset that you you weren't being you weren't the, the number one squeeze for Andre McGee and Louisville anymore. And he left you here, and you were well, left you also behind. Have to, 
potentially think that maybe she thought she could make money from the NCAA. I can see her that, being that dumb. Yeah. That's a, yeah. I mean, she probably really <laughs> thought that. She probably said, like, I've got a great story to tell you. Or, you guys or, pay me, or, you know, 10000 bucks. I'll tell you everything. Or what about her line in the view where she said, you know, her, her one of her main reasons for coming out aside from money was because she wanted to – it's for the kids because remember now the kids these are kids going these are these are young men going to this university and being run a wild and being treated to all this you know i'm thinking about the kids meanwhile your daughters are being pimped right next to you uh, the whole <laughs> the whole thing trevor the uh, entire I, listen I, we can bash her it doesn't mean she's not telling the truth and i'm not saying she is but she listen you just sweetheart you're you're coming off more ghetto than you really want to you can straighten your hair with as much horse hair as you want right there but you're still ghetto well, that that's, I, again, I think she is telling mostly the truth and does just want to make money from it, but I don't think she's, uh, yeah, she's probably not the smartest girl in the world regardless, but that has nothing to do with what her story is. And I, again, I, I tend to think that a lot of it is true and a lot of it has been proven true where not that much of it has been proven false. And that's the thing that uh, you need to keep in mind. We're going to head to commercial break. We'll come back. and Yeah, Kentucky, I got to get my PT's picks together here. So we you got to do that. I've got to finalize mine as well. Kentucky actually plays football this weekend. I, it may be a surprise to you listening to the show today because <laughs> uh, they haven't mentioned it. And also, Kentucky basketball season's you know right around the corner. So stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We will be right back. Bar, beers, buzzed, wings, shots, drunk, waitresses, hot. We're back here, 1450 the Sports Buzz, an absolutely beautiful Friday across the bluegrass, which is a bummer. I'm getting, you know... Trevor, I'm not going to complain too much because this weather this week has been awesome. But the one day that we need it to be great, which is tomorrow, it's going to rain all day. Just, it's, it's not fair, Trevor. <laughs> it's just not fair. It's been, but it, it has been great. That being said, when I want to have people over, grill out, play a lot of cornhole tomorrow, it's going to rain all day. So we'll be stuck inside. Uh, but that's okay. Can you play cornhole inside? Can you play cornhole inside if you have a big enough inside, which uh, you've been you've been to my house and I do not. I didn't see the upstairs though. I mean, I, I didn't get the grand tour. I got kind of like the the half price tour of Graceland. I mean, you like I didn't get to go and see like Lisa Marie's bedroom or anything. Well, maybe next time. Probably not, but maybe next time. <laughs> uh, I was hoping which... to today, but I ended up, instead I got to hang out at the uh, the gas station slash subway and. Uh, I'll fix it thirty-five. Yeah, we gave them fifteen dollars <laughs> because of our mistake. That's, I, did not, I was gonna. I was. Which is sad. You know, it's worse. Is I. I was debating it when I was walking in, thinking, 
I should do something. I'd rather give them $10 and actually buy a sandwich, though. That's, 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 I don't know what that says about the food. Or, and I, and I actually like, do like Subway if they want to ever feature sponsor us. Uh, but I just didn't, I wasn't in a subway mood. So I was just like, I'd rather just give him 10 bucks. I bought a power raid just to <laughs> be like, yeah. Hey, yeah, I didn't, I, I, I bought a power raid just so they didn't think like, they, they look so confused when I made that request to them. They, the, the one guy, I guess one of the guys behind the, ca- the cashier, there were three working started, when I went in, one of the guys behind the cashier, I, I think has probably just started working there and cause he's super polite and nice and. Uh, you know, look, look, look yeah. eager. Life hadn't beaten him down yet of working Ex- retail in a subway. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And he's like, "Yes, how may I help you?" And I was just like, uh, "Power rate." And he was like, "Is that gonna be it today?" Well, and I was like, "Actually, I've got a." <laughs> that's exactly what I did. It's like, actually, I've got a weird request for uh, you. That I you probably he, never heard of. I would love what was going through his mind if he had just stopped right there. I have a weird request. I mean, going through his mind right now at that point had to have been just priceless. So I, I told him that I had a weird request in his face. He looked so confused, and I told him what I wanted, and then he looked back at his manager, and he's like, can we do that? <laughs> and the manager said, yeah, we can do it only if you give me his name and phone number and tell me what he looks like so nobody else comes in here trying to take it. And I was like, all right, how many people go into the subway <laughs> and, and just say, hey, I actually left my phone here. You don't happen to have it, do you? <laughs> We're walking just to a random place and say, yeah. You happen to have a phone behind the counter? It's mine. I mean, I mean, if if somebody did do that and you actually did have a phone, then you better give him that phone. I mean, because <laughs> the guts on that guy to go in there just randomly. It, now, if it's something like, do you have any valuable items back there that somebody may have left? <laughs> do you have any pawnable? Do you have, I have a drug habit? Do you have any pawnable things back there? I can use? <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe a set of car keys. I don't know anything. <laughs> Uh, well, actually, this guy came off and dropped a phone off here for somebody just like you. No, so uh, they were very detailed, though. So he he did be... ask for my phone number before giving me the phone. Yeah. And I, I, and I read... took my ID, and I didn't know if he was going to ID me or not. I haven't been ID'd for beer or cigarettes in 20 years, so I, I mean, I don't know why. Man, he was not going to give that phone away to no, anybody. No, no. I, think, and, and I should have checked to, to see Kelsey. if he made phone calls on it. Yeah. Or there's a couple of nine. Do they still have 976 numbers? I don't know. The, uh, <laughs> the, the problem was taken care of, though, and thanks to the fine folks at Subway for helping out uh, the two idiots of 1450 <laughs> Sports Buzz, Trevor and me. But uh, So it's going to rain this weekend, long story short. <laughs> uh, Louisville, actually, they're going to play Boston College in the rain, which should make that game a bit more intriguing, I, I suppose. It kind of has the U word written all over, which is unwatchable, but the rain might spice things up. If I was a Louisville fan, I wouldn't be thrilled about the rain because Boston College's offense is bad as is, uh, but that could slow down Louisville's offense, which would make things worse. There is a chance of rain in Starkville for the UK-Mississippi State game. The last I saw, it's not a great chance, just sprinkles, uh, but that would maybe slow down two good offenses in what I would expect to be a pretty high-scoring game down in Mississippi State. Uh, Cats are relatively healthy, with the exception of Melvin Lewis heading into that game. UK will be without Melvin Lewis for the rest of the season. They said maybe he'll be back if UK makes a bowl game. Uh, I'm skeptical on that, but I guess you'll have to wait and see. Uh, and UK is going to have a good chance to go in there and get away from the home crowd, which Patrick Toll said makes them nervous, uh, which I found very interesting because he said he's a Kentucky guy. There's a lot of pressure on him. He likes sometimes just getting out there on the road and being able to sling it around, and he's going to have his chance to do that against a very beaten-up Mississippi State secondary that has played. This will be their eighth consecutive game without a break. 
I, I, Trevor, I'm not going to call an upset. I'm predicting a Mississippi State win, but I think this is going to be a close game. I, I, I really do. I think Kentucky's – I don't know if they're going to be able to stop Dak Prescott. I do think they'll be able to slow him down at times, but I don't think Mississippi State's going to be able to stop UK's offense almost at all. Well, both – if this was – I mean, if you're talking about last year's game, you were dead on. I mean, that's yeah. exactly that you just kind of uh, you kind of reiterated last year's game without a crazy onside kick situation or a dropped pass in the end zone. I mean, that's yeah. kind of like what and I, and I, and yeah, and, and or Josh Robinson running wild without being touched at some points too. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I, I like Kentucky's chance in this game. I'm now. I mean, I've been kind of. I guess I haven't completely jumped off the tolls bandwagon that I was on earlier in the year. Maybe it's the hair. I don't know. I mean, it is. It is the flows. I do love a lot of flowing locks, but. I mean, it's. I, I think that they have a, a Mississippi State. I'm not big on, even though I do like Dak Prescott as a college football player. I mean, I don't see him being an NFL player, but as a college football player, I, I mean, he's got that poor man's Vince Young thing going on, and I think it's obviously makes you competitive and a threat to anybody you play when you have a quarterback that can be a dual threat like that. Last year was a better example because of the supporting cast and the defense. They lost a lot on defense. It's something I think gets overlooked as well, despite the injuries they've even suffered between this week and this and last week and this week. They lost a lot to the draft. So, uh, I mean, yeah, but I think Kentucky, what's the line in the game? I haven't looked at, I haven't gotten to that point in Bavada yet. 12. I'll tell you right now, it's not making my PT list because I don't want to touch that spread. But if you, well, if you put a gun to my head, I would take Kentucky. Well, uh, well, hopefully nobody's going to be putting a gun to your head. Oh, you never know. I've, I've lived a pretty shady life. <laughs> that being said, uh, maybe it will be on my PT picks of the week, and maybe I'll touch on the Louisville game as well. I don't know. You're going to have to come back after the commercial break to find out. When we come back, PT Picks of the Week. It's Friday, so stick around. Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason to live. They got little hands, little eyes. They walk around telling big, big lies. They got Showing one's teeth is a submission signal in primates. When someone smiles at me, all I see is a chimpanzee begging for its life. The Sports Talker with TJ Walker, presented by Allen Electric. We're back here, 1450 The Sports Buzz. Let's waste no time. Let's get into the PT Picks of the Week. All righty, I'll let you go first because I've only got. Uh, when am I gonna get? When is PT's picks of the week gonna get an intro? I was actually. <laughs> I tell you what, I promise you, next week we will have it. Since I'm being involved in it this week, I actually care. <laughs> get somebody down, PT's to like fun intro. Oh, I've got sound bites. I've actually start. I've already put together a folder of the sound bites and stuff I'd want to use. I just uh, haven't glued it all together. Well, so. get pen to paper, baby. Get to- <laughs> I've been distracted by the sex scandals and and tipping subway employees and and running around and, and install other things. I, I live a busy life, you know, TJ. It may not seem that way, but it's because it isn't. But I'm gonna claim it is. I live a busy life. All right, my first one. 
and just some background. Usually we have Big Bag Dave on for the PT picks of the week on Friday. He got scared because he's got a <laughs> nine and twenty-two record. I'm gonna actually have him text me in his picks, uh, and then so we'll. Nah, I don't know. I mean, I want to. I want him. I want this record to get as bad as possible. <laughs> it's now gotten to the point where it's a train wreck. I, I, mean, I want it. I want to see how I, I want him to send in picks because I want it to continue to get worse. We do five picks, right? By the way, we do five picks. Okay. Um, Making sure I got three down. I'm just kind of going through it as we talk right now to finish. I want his, I want it to, it's at nine and 22 right now. So nine wins on the year out of 31 games. He's only got nine uh, correct, which is just hilarious. And that's <laughs> good enough for a 29% uh, accurate pick. So he's 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 shooting at twenty nine percent. I am eighteen. I, I've gotten eighteen correct, thirteen incorrect, uh, which can I can live with. That's good for fifty eight percent. So not not ideal, but a four and one week last year pushed me up to eighteen and thirteen. So I'm happy with that. Let's get it started with this week. First game, I like Ole Miss giving five at home against Texas A and M. A night game, uh, Ole Miss has to be completely humiliated for getting just trounced by Memphis. I think they come back in a big way at home. Their offense is still good, and I think they prove it against Texas A&M, who doesn't have that great of a defense. Five points, uh, that should be no problem for the Rebels. That's a perfect segue to my number one pick. I'm taking tonight Memphis minus 10.5 against Tulsa. I like Memphis. I won on Memphis against Ole Miss. Uh, ten and a half may seem like a lot of points on the road, but Tulsa's not that great. This is, sounds like blasphemy coming out of my mouth because I've always called kind of Memphis the the butt crack of America. Uh, so uh, I'm go, but I'm going Tigers tonight. Ten and a half minus ten and a half against uh, the uh, what is it? The Golden Wave of Tulsa? Isn't that what they're called? <laughs> the, the Golden Showers. I don't know something like that. The Golden Hurricane. Golden Hurricane. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> opposed to your silver hurricanes or or yeah, your, your, your blue hurricanes or your, your plaid hurricanes yeah i mean uh, hopefully it's okay. real gold let's hope this hurricane doesn't leave a green ring on our finger i am staying in the sec with my second pick i'm gonna ultimately have three sec picks i'm staying in the sec with my second pick auburn plus six and a half at arkansas i i, I would i'm gonna buy that half point this probably shouldn't make this probably shouldn't make you feel all that confident. I'm going to bump it up to seven, uh, and then that makes me feel really good, even in a worst case scenario situation. Arkansas, not that great. I know Auburn isn't that great, but I think getting rid of Duke Williams was addition by subtraction, uh, I, I, and I, I think them sticking with Sean White. He looked really comfortable against Kentucky. They've had extra time to prepare for Arkansas. You know, they've only played two games since September 26, so they're healthy. They'll be ready to go. Uh, and I like their chances against the Hogs. The Hogs, um, not all that, you know, it's going to be a close game. Uh, Arkansas plays teams close. Even if Arkansas finds a way to win, uh, you'll be covered by touchdown. So it's six and a half. I'm going to bump it up to seven. Uh, but uh, but I'm going to keep it. I want it your six. bookie. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, well, you can, you can buy half a point on most. Uh, and most people will so, you buy If you bet the right amount of points, you can, you can tease 13 points. Well, I'm not, I'm not teasing it. But I'll, I'll, I'm going to stick with six and a half. I'm just saying, if you have the option to buy that half point for insurance, I would go on and do it. But it's, I'm saying it at six and a half. That's what the line's at, so that's what we'll go with. If it's not six and a, if they lose by seven, we'll chalk it up as a loss for me. 
Uh, but Auburn plus six and a half at Arkansas is my second pick, Trevor. Uh, I, and I kind of liked that. I looked at that game heavily. Uh, I did not add it. Maybe I'll slip it in as my fifth one if I can't figure out one by the time we get there. But I have a couple others I'm considering. Uh, but number two I have, I'm going the 56 under on Houston and Central Florida. I like Houston to win this game. Uh, I want to stay away from the, the the straight line. I'm never usually a huge over-under guy. I think Houston was giving. I, I kind of went away from it. But Houston's minus 22. That borderline makes me nervous, but I can see them winning a 35-7 to game because Central Florida, well, they suck. They do suck. I like that pick. That's a good one. Uh, Houston, Central Florida, under the 56. Uh, I, yeah, I do like that. I think Houston's going to score a lot of points, but Central Florida will not. Okay, my third one, and this is I've been rolling the dice with this all year, Trevor, and I'm not going to go away from it. <laughs> Give me the Pirate. In Washington State, plus seven and a half. You love at Arizona. Some, some Cougars. I love. I, I'm. You love the Cougars. <laughs> give me some Washington State gear. I'm jumping on uh, the Mike Leach bandwagon, and I love what he's doing at Washington State. They last time we uh, last time we talked to them, they covered a in a big way against Oregon State. The week before that, they not only covered but won at Oregon. Uh, they covered against California. They've been covering for me all year. They're four they and two, have. finally getting some national attention. They're getting seven and a half in the desert at Arizona. Arizona's not a great team. They've got a terrible defense. They give up big numbers to good offenses. Washington State has a good offense. Stick with the Pirate. Seven and a half. That's way too much. Washington State covers. Yeah, I, I haven't. I've noticed you've been getting Washington State correct a lot. But I haven't uh, had the opportunity to really watch them as much as you have. I know you love your Mike Leach, though, so I'll take it with that. I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it, that and the fact that you've been winning on them. But, I, I mean, what can I say? You love the Cougars, TJ. Uh, I'm going to go uh, – this one's a nod, nod to, the, uh, to the Grandma Kelsey, who is a, a Navy alum. Uh, Navy minus 24 – who was it against? Now, see, I already done look, went away. With, I wrote down who the, uh, what I liked, and I can't remember who they were playing. Uh, Tulane, another crappy team. Uh, Navy's 4-0 against the spread win. They're the favorite. Tulane, well, again, sucks. Uh, I like Navy, even though they, they did not uh, come through against Notre Dame. I think they can beat – they'll cover 24 against Tulane. 24 against Tulane. Uh, man, I you know, I don't know a lot about the teams that I'm picking about, but at least they're Power 5 teams. You're – you haven't, picked a power, <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't picked a Power 5 game yet. Uh, I, well, number four is a Power 5 game, and the last one probably will be because I still haven't figured out what it's going to be either. <laughs> All right. My next one, and this is unpopular opinion right now. We Even though it, the game that I'm considering is not a Power 5 game, and it might kind of blow your mind a little bit. Okay. Well, then uh, it, it very well could. Okay. So my number four is – and we got a tweet into the show saying, don't pick that. Don't pick that. They said to go the opposite. That's from our buddy, Adam Luckett. Louisville, Boston College, over 37. If you're going to try to tempt me in a Power 5 game between Louisville and Boston College, you're going to set the over-under at 37? Well, do you know, have you seen points. these teams? I mean, oh, I've seen these teams, Trevor. And I know how bad Boston College's offense oh, yeah. is. Put up zero points against Florida State at home. I know how bad they are. But if you're going to... Rub that in my face. Thirty-seven in a Power Five game. I'm gonna I'm gonna make you pay for it. They will hit the over. I think the game will be maybe twenty-four to uh, seventeen, something along yeah. those lines. I, I think there will be. Uh, here's what's gonna happen: is that Louisville's probably gonna turn the ball over on 
in their own territory and set up Boston College for some easy scores. Uh, that might be asking too much of Boston College. Or easy is not a word that you would use with their offense, period. But I'm taking the over. You don't put that out there. 37-point spread. They're gonna. I, I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're going to hit the over, Trevor. You know, and that's <laughs> – I, 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 this is, I almost, that was almost number five for me, and it was the under. And I'm, uh, I don't have it written down yet, but I'm still leaning towards it because I disagree with you. Boston College's offense is bad. I don't, I think you're actually literally underestimating, and that's hard to do, how bad their team. You mentioned they got shut out of Florida State. They lost a three nothing game against Wake Forest. Three nothing. Can you, ima- could you imagine having to cover that game? I don't. I don't have it. No, under, I can't. I don't. No, I don't want to think about. I've it. I've been to a six-three Kentucky Indiana game, but at least I had alcohol. I mean, if I if I if I had to cover that game sober, I would want a raise. And I haven't asked for a raise in this job, and since I've been here, and that, if I can't ask for a raise for what I've had to go through working here, I, that tells you how bad it's sitting to a three-nothing game would be. They've scored seventeen points twice, and not a point more against a Division One team this year. That's well, how bad. Boston it's funny. It, it's funny looking at their schedule uh, against Clemson. They put up 17 against Wake Forest, zero at Duke. They put up seven yeah. against Northern Illinois. They put up 17 Florida State, zero Howard, 76. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, in the main, I think it was like 34, if I'm not mistaken, 24, 24. But unfortunately, the quarterback that was a starter in those two division two games or uh, non-major games or whatever you want to call it. He's out for the year. He went out in the first, second, first half against Florida State, uh, who's the, who was their starting quarterback at the time, is Lane Wade, I believe. And so they've been kind of going back and forth between uh, one freshman, Smith, and another freshman, Doug Flutie's uh, nephew, Troy Flutie. So, I, you know what? I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to save my my argument for that, and I'll, I'll move that to number five. But number four, already written down. Here's your Big Five conference for you. So give me a drum roll. Baylor I, Baylor Iowa State. I'm taking the over on 76. Baylor, Baylor will drop 55 to 60 by themselves. Iowa State can put up a little bit of points, not clearly enough to make me think it's going to be under 76. The overall line in that game was another one that was uh, 37 and a half Baylor, not touching 37. I'm sorry, listen, I don't care if I think they will cover it. I'm principal alone, and the gambler in me will never lay 37 and a half in any game. No matter what, I don't care if they're playing the school of the blind, deaf, and their quarterback is is uh, Helen Keller. I'm not dropping 37, but I will take 76 on the over. All right, there you have it. My last pick is the Kentucky Mississippi State game. Kentucky's going to cover 12, 11 and a half, whatever one you can get it at. I think worst case scenario. Well, this isn't worst case scenario, obviously, but. I, I think Kentucky could find themselves in a situation where maybe they lose seven by seven or eight, uh, maybe ten. I just I, I think it's going to be close. I really, really do, and it could still be close, and they could still lose by fourteen, uh, like last year's game. You know, you never know what can happen in garbage time or not garbage time, but late in the game where desperation doesn't pay off. Uh, but I, Kentucky's going to cover twelve. That just seems like too much. Uh, this they're going to be able to score on Mississippi State. That's the thing. If uh, Maybe they can't stop the Bulldogs. Maybe they can't stop Dak Prescott. But I, I don't think uh, Mississippi State's going to be able to stop them. They played well in Starkville the last time they were down there. They played Mississippi State close almost all the time. So I wouldn't expect that to be any different. This year, Kentucky plus 12 versus Mississippi State. Um, I, was, I was trying to find that Kentucky. Oh, there it is. Okay. I, it, was, it wasn't loading. Greg. I was going to see the over-under on that was. One part of me wants to make my fifth pick, WKU getting 16 against LSU at LSU, but that's the fan in me. The other part of the fan in me wants to take Louisville in the over-under and take the under because I think it will be the under. 
but I'm not because I'm going to bust a patino on ACC Media Day and avoid both those games. I'm going to take Alabama-Tennessee 52 on the under. Alabama, Tennessee. I was thinking about betting Tennessee. See, uh, I, and getting, I and getting I, fifteen, and and I almost like Alabama giving the fifteen. So we're opposite on that. But every time I like Alabama to cover a game, which I think they should blow the team out, and I think they're in the, the and I and I've supported Tennessee. I think more maybe more than you have at this point this this season. But I just I when I, every time I do that, they Alabama chokes. That's when they lose. And and even and I loved them against Georgia. and I stayed away from it, and they covered Georgia. I, this game just screams like a twenty-eight fourteen game to me. 20, so what'd you get the over? What'd you get the over under at? Fifty-two. I'll take the 50, under. Fifty-two, and you're taking the under there. Yeah, I, I actually would like the over if I had uh, see, gun to my head. But I'm, I'm, look, I'm away seeing Alabama it. one-sided twenty-eight like twenty-eight ten type game. Maybe maybe thirty-four-seven. That's what I'm All picturing. Right, well, if you do better than 28% here, Trevor. <laughs> so if you get two games right, you'll Should beat Big Bag Dame. Dame. Should I pick Notre Dame? Who does Notre Dame play? Where are they at on here? Uh, they uh, might be off this week. Is that, is that why is that's why Dave took off? It's not because of the record. It's because he, he, he doesn't want to take – there's no Notre Dame to pick. That's what right, it is. <laughs> to recap the PT picks of the week, uh, I've got Louisville and Boston College over 37, just pretty much out of spite for it being <laughs> such a ridiculously low line. Kentucky plus 12 on the road at Mississippi State. Washington State and the Pirate, uh, I love the Cougars, plus 7.5 at Arizona. Auburn plus 6.5 at Arkansas, and Ole Miss giving 5 at home against Texas A&M. Trevor's five games, he's got Memphis giving 10.5 at Tulsa. Tonight. The under 56 on the Houston versus Central Florida, under 56 there. Uh, Navy giving 24 versus Tulane. Baylor versus Iowa State, he's taken over 76 points, over 76. And Alabama versus Tennessee, he's going under 52 in that SEC rivalry game. All right, there you go. For, there for you the have record, it. I probably would have taken the over in last night's Cal game too, and that, that barely hit the under. It barely hit? I think they combined for 65 when the under 60, when the over under 69, I believe. I remember that because I, I giggled know, but when I, you told it to me. I did like the uh, I I did like the over in the Seattle 49ers game last night, and that did not hit. Uh, so I'm glad that I, I did, did like Seattle minus six in that game too on the road, and they co- they did cover that, but I didn't bet it. I will give you a bonus pick. Do you want my bonus pick? And we don't do bonus. No, picks. No, no. Here, yes, he's, and tonight only. Okay. Tonight only All the right. champagne room bonus pick. You get. The, <laughs> I'm taking Toronto. Against the Kansas City Royals to force the game seven. There you go. All right, big bag Mike Dave, is picking dropped. your team. That's right, baby. The price will okay. be right tonight. Okay. He All will, right. he well, will we'll, exercise we'll the demons. Uh, so what we do here in this final uh, final few minutes, like we do every week, when we uh, are talking about the games, is I like to give a this – is, this is how you know Kentucky's going to win if this happens – uh, against Mississippi State. Trevor, and to me, maybe this is asking a lot. Maybe it's not. Mississippi State has to have two turnovers. UK has to win the tur- turnover battle by plus two. And that might you might hear that and say, well, duh, if, if they win the turnover battle plus two, then they should obviously win that game. But that's when you'll know, okay, Kentucky actually, they're going to pull it out. They're going to do it. That's the thing I'm, I'm looking for is Kentucky's got to create turnovers, and you're asking them to do that against a quarterback who hasn't thrown an interception all year. Now, I'm not saying he has to throw interceptions. Maybe they fumble the ball. Uh, Mississippi State's going to have to do something to make things easy for Kentucky, and that would be turnovers. So 
Kentucky needs to win the turnover margin plus two. So that means if Kentucky turns the ball over once, Trevor, you're going to have to ask for three Mississippi State turnovers. Ooh. That's the way I see Kentucky winning this game where you feel good about it. Every game has those moments where you say, all right, uh, this is this is how it's going to work. This is not how it's going to work. Trevor, you called it versus that Blue Jays game where they got blown out. Uh, you said in the second inning, it just doesn't have the feel of a, a Blue Jays win. And you're dead right. You can always tell with how games are right. going. So <laughs> if you see Mississippi State turn the ball over early, get excited. If they turn the ball over again, then no, Kentucky's going to win. That's my that's when you know moment of Saturday. Uh, if I had to pick one thing, and this is kind of uh, something topical that we were a little bit talking to before the show, I'll use it as a phrase. Kentucky can't fall asleep at the wheel. They can't they can't take naps in this game like they've done every game this year. At some and some naps have been longer than others in terms of, of, of stretches where, and for example, Eastern Kentucky, they basically woke up with three minutes left in the game. I mean, it was like they took the sleep regiment from me. But they can't do that against Mississippi State. They can, they can't do that in most SEC games. And you've seen it bite them in the butt. It came, nearly came back and bit them in the butt in the uh, South Carolina game. Yep. I mean, you, they cannot do that. They can't. Kentucky, while has made strides forward, they have not. I, I, and, listen, and I don't know why they think this. And maybe they, they feel like they've made bigger strides than I think they really have. But they have not made the strides forward to the length where they can do that and take time off in a game, even if it's. I mean, if you miss a play, I'm not saying that, but where they take hold in not one possession, but two, three possessions in a row, where they just look lethargic and don't want and don't know what they're doing and how the and how they even got there. They can't do that against Mississippi State, and you sure as hell, sure as hell, can't do that on the road anywhere in the SEC, and that includes no. somebody coming to Kentucky. Kentucky cannot fall asleep at the wheel at any point during this game. They've got to keep awake. They've got to keep driving forward. And for that, if they do that, I think they beat. I think they can beat Mississippi State. I really do. I think they're just. I think they can too. I think. I I think Mississippi State's more talented, but it's getting closer. The talent gap isn't enough where you know Mississippi State can go out there and sleepwalk through this game. No, no, definitely not. No, definitely not not. at all. So here's what I. If I'm Kentucky, if I'm DJ Elliott, I'm I'm pressuring. I'm pressuring Dak Prescott, and I'm trusting my young cornerback. But if you're going to pressure him, you've got to make sure you can keep him in the pocket. You cannot pressure exactly. him and let well, him you, get out you, and, and run wild. Exactly, and you're right. But you don't want him to get in a groove. Again, this is no. a quarterback that hasn't thrown an interception all season. You do not want him to get in a groove and just get comfortable and pick you apart. So, you know, if he's going to beat you, then let him beat you, but let him beat you when he's got to make decisions in a in – a, in a second, in two seconds, instead of being able to sit back there comfortably, pick his holes if he decides to run, or pick his receivers if he decides to pass. Don't give him a lot of time. Pressure him. Maybe you give up a big play. Maybe you give up a big play deep. They've got great receivers, and maybe Chris Westry, maybe a defensive back gets beat one time. You take your chances there instead of just letting him do whatever he wants, uh, series after series after series. I say attack him. Trevor, give me a uh, prediction and maybe a key to the Louisville game against Boston College. <laughs> uh, the Louisville game is going to be really interesting because this is maybe the, the the game that Louisville's defense has been foaming at the mouth and needing all year long to get their ego and their, their mindset in the right place to back to what it was last year against maybe the worst offense in the in the ACC, if not the country. Uh, key to the game uh, for Louisville, getting Lamar Jackson, in, 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 kind of like you mentioned, uh, uh, the uh, for Kentucky to keep Prescott out of a groove, get, for Louisville, get Lamar Jackson in a groove, whether that's being forced to throw it out of the pocket or being or being able to scramble and show your dual threat legs, get him in a comfortable groove where he's not at that second quarter Houston mode where he's somewhat half panicking, half trying to force things to happen because he's on the verge of panicking. 
make him stay, keep him comfortable and keep him in somewhat of a groove, even if it's not explosive plays, just to where he's in a comfortable groove the entire game. Because to be honest with you, with Boston College, you don't need to score a lot of points. I mean, if Louisville scores 21 points, this game may be over. I mean, it could easily be over. And it's and, But if, if Boston College comes out and puts up more than 21 points, oh, God, I feel bad. I, I mean, the D, I, I don't, I don't want to be uh, anyone trying to – a coach of that defense or a player on that defense because the coaching staff's got to be uh, blowing up and probably throwing spittle in your face as they're yelling at you for the next two days. I um, My prediction for that Louisville game is I think Louisville wins. Oh, yeah, I do pick Louisville to win, by the way. I, I think, <laughs> I'll say 17-7 uh, Louisville. I'm saying 21 to 17 Louisville gets the win they hit the over by a <laughs> point that on and, purpose. <laughs> and I go dancing the night away when Louisville when that game hits the over it's gonna hit the over Trevor you cle- that was clearly your way you, your prediction was was altered by your call of taking the under that that's tainted right there that's a tainted prediction call. No, it's not. That's just the way it's going to be. I didn't, even, just, I didn't, even, do, I didn't even do the math in my head. I should pick. You know what? You know what I say? The the feel good <laughs> moment of the game when you know it's going in your direction. I'm going to know that Kentucky's going to win against Mississippi State when Louisville and Boston College hit the over, and they're going to hit the over <laughs> by the point, and that's when I'm going to know just God smiling down at me saying, you know what, TJ, have yourself a day. You, you already said it's going to be raining. It's going to be a nasty day. That that alone should make you feel like the under Good. is more it, possibility. I, Lamar Jackson's going to probably have two pick sixes, so that's going to be Boston College's 14 <laughs> points. Their secondary is uh, their weakest and, and they'll, link, they'll, probably. They'll, they'll kick a field goal. It'll be fine. Uh, we'll does, see. does Weston I, have I'm, a shot at, at LSU? I, you know, I actually like Western to cover that 16. Maybe I'm too. crazy. I do, Maybe too. I'm, I'm crazy. I'm, I'm not going to touch it, but I, I do, too. Yeah, I, I didn't put it in the PT picks of the week for a reason, but if I had to guess, I, that, that'll be that'll be a fun game to watch. They're not going to be able to stop Fournette if they could have 22 guys on the field, no, let alone man. just 11. But uh, I, I think that Western Kentucky's offense will have some success down there. Uh, it'll be interesting. I can't wait to watch a, a full slate of college football I'll Saturday. I'll be flipping between that and Kentucky-Mississippi State, I promise you that. All right. Well, I was wondering what you were going to be flipping through. We'll talk about all <laughs> this and more. Uh, Greg Popovich named the USA basketball coach after Coach K. I'm kind of bummed about that. We'll talk about that on Monday, though. We're out of time. Uh, so we'll see you then. Thanks for listening. 1450 The Sports Buzz. Did he smile don't, when he got announced, by the way? Don't be a dumb fan, Trevor. <laughs> don't be a dumb fan. Take the Jordan boy, show him how Kentucky do. Oka Freaks, Classics, Pink Kentucky Blue. They say don't forget 270, we'll be hitting two. Song call it blue, grass, song call it purple. I'ma call it home, take a shot of Tron. Lay back in the lap and take two to the dome. Ride from the Ville to BG in my, my zone. Let me hear you say high time, sitting by the river. Got my old shotgun, fishing pole in my liquor. Cause people always trying to tell me how to run my life. When they say I'm going wrong and I swear I'm going right. Come high time, sitting by the river. Got my old shotgun, fishing pole in my liquor. Say it's time to take a trip to where the grass is blue. And peep how the mid-south do. Come on. It's okay. I've been with your boy.